Hello everyone, my name is Angelica Waters and I just wanted to take the time to reintroduce myself and explain the reason and purpose behind my podcast, Heal. This podcast will be dedicated to that person that is ready to accept their hurt, their pain, their illness, or mental health issue and turn that process of exception into a healing triumph. As a young black woman living in a world with so much pressure, I dealt with trauma that hindered my growth process until I came into the power of acceptance. And I call that my starting point to heal. Once I embarked in my journey of healing, I was able to reconnect with my true self, now stronger and wiser. I am ready to share my journey and allow others to share their healing journey by allowing my podcast to be a safe place. Healing is a journey and you shouldn't have to heal alone. If you are ready to take your life back, this podcast is just for you. Now let's heal. We're we're going on. Okay. All right. Assalamu alaikum family, peace and healing and happy peaceful new year to you all. We are back for another episode of Healing with Angelica podcast where we discuss all things healing. And if you are new to the show, welcome. On today's episode, I have an amazing guest joining me today. My brother, Dr. Lawrence X, as we will be discussing today's topic, cancer in black america brother dr lawrence thank you for being here how are you assalamu alaikum i'm 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 fine by allah's grace and mercy and uh i just uh, i really appreciate being a guest on this wonderful show and uh, looking forward uh to con- to contributing the best i can thank you yes yes all praise be to allah thank you again for joining us now, before we get started on today's well-needed top topic, do you mind letting our audience know more about you? Well, I'm brother, uh, brother, uh, Dr. Lawrence X. Henry, um, from New Jersey, uh, northern New Jersey, uh, southern, uh, excuse me, um, the uh, central part of Jersey as well. Uh, I had an opportunity to uh, uh, to be raised by a beautiful, beautiful woman named Joya Henry, uh, my mother. I think a lot for my father, Larry Henry. Um, uh, did some time, uh, as, I, as I mentioned in my bio, as far as just uh, last 30 plus years, liberating, liberating the oppressed, oppressed communities throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Um, been working in that, in that space for a little bit. Had an opportunity to um, uh, become an executive director for a, a, a nonprofit called um, Cornerstone Collaborative. Mm-hmm. We focus on uh, bringing uh, human, human needs to uh, marginalized communities. Um, I'm focused now in the area of Texas. So I'm the executive director in Texas. Um, also, uh, I, I have had the opportunity to uh, go to a few, few uh, school, schooling opportunities in my life. But I'm most proud of one being a student of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad as taught uh, the lessons taught by 
uh, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And um, also, uh, I pride myself of being a cancer survivor. And uh, I really appreciate the topic today, uh, Black Cancer, because uh, you know, I, I have a few perspectives with respect to uh, cancer in the Black community. Thank you for that time. Yes, yes, yes. All praise be to Allah. Thank you so much for that. Now, let's get started on today's amazing topic, cancer in Black America. And for my audience today, please feel free to put your questions in the comments below for our guests. So as I was getting to know brother Dr. Lawrence X, um, he shared his experience with colon cancer with me and how by the grace of Allah God, he was able to overcome that trial. Um, I did do my own research on colon cancer and found that black men specifically remain the most vulnerable group in the United States diagnosed more often and later hard to treat stages. Studies show that black men is 24 more, 24% more likely to get colon cancer than white men and 47% more likely to die from it. So that brings me to my first question for you, brother, Dr. Lawrence. Do you mind letting our audience know about your journey with colon cancer? Mm. I, I tell you, uh, that's a beautiful yet painful story. That's a beautiful yet painful journey. Um, one day uh, I woke up and I just kept on feeling like gas, gassy, very gassy. And I just attributed me just eating a lot of bean soup. You know, I'm a bean <laughs> soup eater. I love bean soup and you can't put too much space between me and a, a good bowl of bean soup. Um, but so I kind of ignored it. I kind of ignored it. I know I didn't kind of, I did ignore it. And uh, the pain got more and more excruciating. Uh, mm -hmm. and, you know, I just, I just kind of attributed it to gas. Mm -hmm. Now let's put a, let's put a pin in that. Two years before these, these strong gas pains or alleged gas pains, uh, I got a colonoscopy. Um, and the colonoscopy came back. Um, nothing, nothing to really worry about. I guess a, a few polyps and they were removed accordingly. So I was, uh, I you know, I kept on ignoring it, ignoring it. And when I made Faja in the morning, one one morning, uh, making Faja, I just kind of couldn't get up because the pain was that bad. And uh, and you know, joking with you, I said, you know, if if if, if birth pains, if, if labor pains, are anything like that. God bless you, because yeah. uh, those pains were actually just just ripping through my skin per se. So I convinced I convinced myself to go get a colonoscopy, and um, when they came back with the results of the colonoscopy, uh, they revealed to me that I had a malignant tumor, mm -hmm. a malignant tumor in my colon on the on the right side of my colon, not not you know not coming out of coming out of the anus. Thing going around is on the far end, on the far end. Uh, so that's only only a colonoscopy can kind of detect that, opposed to some of the uh, fecal matter type um, uh, tests that you can you put some feces on there and they'll test to see if you have any abnormalities in that. But that just tests one side of it, which I learned, uh, which I learned later on. 
so when I when I got when I was when I when I got the news that I had um that I had a that I had a malignant tumor in my in my colon, uh, we did tests and then they came back and revealed to me that uh, the colon was actually stage three C colon hmm. cancer. Well, the stages go three D then four. Three uh, D, um, they, they can operate, but it's uh, it's 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 a little sketchy uh, because they may they may cut and all of a sudden release uh, the cancer into the body. Mm. And stage four, as you know, it, it actually you know goes through the actual organ and gets in the actual but in the actual go through the, in the body. So um, by Allah's grace and mercy, uh, they cut it out. They cut, they cut it out. Um, so a quarter of my colon is gone. Mm. Quarter of my, you know, the, the, uh, this part right here is gone. Mm. Um, and so uh, they offered me um, chemotherapy and other and other some other type of uh, uh, technologies to facilitate it not coming back. I opted to utilize some of the some of the medicines. And as uh, I saw my brother Tony Muhammad, uh, he I could see uh, he came in. He was one of my confidants. Uh, and I said, I'm brother. He was one of my confidants through this whole process. And I love you very dearly, brother. And may Allah continue to bless you and your family. Uh, I, I confided in him a lot with respect to this journey. Uh, and it was a rough journey with respect to the, the, the medicines I was taking uh, the mood swings and so forth. So, um, so that so, but by Allah's grace and mercy, I just took um, another colonoscopy about three weeks ago, and I'm cancer free now. I'm cancer free. Yeah. So uh, the the lesson out of that is, brothers, if you're over fifty, if you're 45, 50 years old, please, please uh, get your colonoscopies. Or get testing to determine it, you know, if something very uh, that 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 sleeping devil, if it's in, you know, it, it will it will creep up on you. And by the time that you realize something is wrong, it's almost too late for them to take corrective measures. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you for allowing yes, me. Yes. Oh my gosh, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. All praise be to Allah. Um, now. Just thinking about the fact of you getting, you know, the acknowledgement of you having colon cancer, of course, um, one who finds out news like that, you know, could be in a state of, you know, anger, upset, mad, hurt. Um, I would like to know, like, what was your attitude towards Allah God after finding out you had cancer? And did you keep that same attitude after being healed from cancer? Oh, that's such a beautiful question. Uh, because you know, when when you're first when you're first hit with some news like that, it's a shock, and you're human, and you try to retrace your steps. Uh, you know, what, where did I go wrong? How did I contract such a, a demonic and deadly disease? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, um, I never got, I never got upset 
or disappointed in my guy. Uh, I, you know, I, I tell a story. I thank Allah for the pain. I thank Allah for the pain because it was a sign. It was a sign for something to come. Mm. It was a sign for something to come if I ignored, if I was not obedient and submissive to the will of Allah. It ignored the sign, something that would have came would have surely been death. Yeah. However, if I was obedient, you know, obedient, you know, is submissive to Allah's will. And, and, and submitted to the pain and actually inquired about the pain, you know, and asked Allah about the pain. And it drove me, guided me to seek, to seek medical assistance mm -hmm. as opposed to being hard back, you know, hard, hard and stiff neck. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Allah provided me a, a channel for a sign for something to come. Now, you know, Two years later, I'm active in doing other things. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, very uh, active in making folks aware of cancer, aware of the treatments, but mostly aware of how to eat to live. Yeah. How to eat to live. Because you got because there's going to be a, bit, a mixture of science in there every once in a while. Okay? But how do we eat to live to pull those toxins out of our body? How do we still fast? How do we get fast in a manner that we are prescribed to fast to pull those toxins out of your body and give your body opportunity to heal itself and so forth? So yes. a lot of things were a lot of things were revealed to me. Allah revealed a lot of things to me by just being obedient to the pain. I think a lot for the pain because without that pain, again, prior to that pain, I didn't know I had an enemy living inside of me. Without, without being submissive, understanding, and being a student of Honorable Elijah Muhammad, of Mr. Farrakhan, and understanding our submission and our obedience, I still would have tried to fight through that pain as a lot of us try to do. And that, that pain again was a sign. If I tried to fight through that pain, unfortunately, my dear sister, mm -hmm. I probably would not have been here to have this beautiful conversation. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. I just know that, you know, when we find ourselves in situations like that, um, we tend to, you know, like I say, to be upset, be mad, and not keep that same gratitude attitude before you found out about the sickness, the illness, or the cancer, whatever the case may be. But I love that, um, Brother Dr. Lawrence. Thank you for that. Um, now, I also want to know, like, um, <clears throat> we speak on cancer in Black America as it being something that is only manifested in a health aspect. Um, however, what are the other forms of cancer that us in Black America are suffering from? Well, I tell you, that is, that is such a, a complicated question. Because just like the body, you have different forms of cancer. 
You have colon cancer. You mm -hmm. have throat cancer, stomach cancer. And there's different approaches to, to uh, neutralize, to neutralize that cancer. Some, some approaches to cut it out. Again, if you cut it out wrong, like if you cut it out when it's at a, at a stage where it's very volatile and uncertain, you can cut it wrong. Mm -hmm. And the, the toxins of that cancer can get into the bloodstream, into the body, and do worse damage to the body than what it was doing to that particular organ or that particular system. So mm -hmm. now, how do we overlay that, that analogy over to the community? We have to, you know, we, you know, our minds have been so infected. Pop culture, the media, educational system, other systems inconsistent with being a righteous man and woman. And it, and it, and it appeals to satisfy, satisfy our lower self. Mm -hmm. How do how do we go amongst the people in a righteous way to show the clean glass against the dirty glass and so forth? Meet them, meet them on their level, meet them on a righteous level. And how do we not saw it away? How do we not cut it away and try to, you know, try to transform something overnight? Because again, we may do more damage than good by doing that. Sometimes it's a long drawn out process, a long protracted process, where you just a little bit at a little drip at a time as they as they would have applied some type of some type of chemotherapy. It's not just, you know, you don't just drink it, but it's dripped into the system over time. And that's a poison. That's a poison, but an aspirin's a poison. You know, a any drug that we take is a poison if it's not taken in its a proper dosages. So how do we give it? How do we give our people to rid them of the cancer of now of, of lack of knowledge of self, lack of knowledge of God, lack of knowledge of the enemy? You know, how do we give it to them in doses so they probably be received? So they can so they can start healing themselves, and sometimes. Gotta let them go. Gotta let them think a little bit. Gotta let them fast off us. Mm -hmm. they fast off us for a little bit so they can think to start healing themselves. And then we come back and just start dose, giving them a dose, a dose, a dose. So, uh, but I think the cancer that's affecting our mindset, lack of self-esteem, a lack of self-image, a lack of self-beauty, a lack of self-intelligence, a lack of knowledge of our history and our beautiful history. And once we get a, a knowledge of self, which is a knowledge of God, then we'll start walking into the into our history. That was written 25,000 years ahead of time in, in, yes. the past, in the past, you know? So we'll start walking into our history accordingly with confidence, with confidence. So that's one way we could kind of um, strip the cancerous Cells from our communities and our people accordingly. Mm, that was beautiful. I love it. Because, you know, when we think about cancer, we don't never think about the cancer that's within ourselves in regards to just us being who we are, us having to do some self-improvement 
within ourselves because if we don't do that, we'll continue to spread the cancer in our community. So I love that. Thank you so much. Now, I know that you spoke a little bit about how you started your healing journey with colon cancer as far as you going doing uh, some chemotherapy. Now, I believe that you probably had your own personal healing steps with a lot uh, during that that season of you having the colon cancer. And I would like to know what was your healing steps with a lie when you were going through the um, colon cancer? Well, I leveraged, I leveraged it. First of all, I remained faithful. I remained embedded in the, in the teachings and the lessons. I did not discard the lessons or put them under a bushel just to try to fit, you know, figure out what's going on with me. I kept on living life in the manner in which I was living it, in which I'm living it now, uh, to, to, to just to, to make myself a better person and recreate myself amongst all people. Mm -hmm. I also leveraged the expertise of several, I don't know if I can say their names, but several medical experts in our beautiful nation, uh, dealing with some holistic, holistic um, vitamins and uh, and some science and, 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 and a brother who graduated graduated from uh, what this world would say is a uh, highly influential school and um, he, he he put me on to some some of the science that could blend the holistic and minerals to make myself uh, to, to heal myself mm -hmm. But the, the most important piece, brothers and sisters, is eating to live. Eating to live, stay on, stay on the dean, stay on the path. Because when you're faced with this type of disease, pain, it not only affects your system, but it affects you psychologically. It tries to affect you psychologically. It tries to take you to hell. It tries to take and it tries to put everybody with you that you're around with you to hell with you. Your mood, you have to be very, very conscious of your mood and how you say things to people and so forth because you are in a state, you know, you're fighting for your life every day. Yes. You're walking around with a needle hanging out your chest. Oh, yeah. Not only did I, I had did I, did I take chemotherapy which I'm not advocating their chemotherapy. I'm just advocating the best therapy. If you find yourself and you have cancer, the best therapy that will work for you. The best and the best therapy is to stay nested. Hold on to the rope of Allah, which will never break. Hold on for yeah. daily because he is going to try you. He, the enemy, is will try you. Will try your faith. Will try to rip. Will try to cut that. Try to cut that rope accordingly and have you fly off into the world. You know, and, and 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 have you be subdued based on the pleasures of this world? Mm. You know, almost rope is remain righteous, remain clean, fight to be even more clean and more righteous. But I I I I, I, I leverage a lot of the expertise, and some of that stuff was really expensive. Um, but I, I leveraged that eating to live. Eating to live 
help cleanse your body and not take on you being other than yourself with weight mm. and just and just you know and, and you take on extra weight and then you start thinking differently. Yes, I yeah. gained a few pounds. However, I think a lot of how to eat to live because again, it prescribes for us. Prescribed is so low that we eat these things at this time and we don't eat at all during this period and it helps regenerate cells within our bodies. Mm-hmm. But without how to eat to live, without the teachings of Abu Elijah Muhammad, you would, uh, no matter how, air quote, successful or effective this world's medical you know, science is, I probably would not have been able to shed the toxins out of my body in such a, a rapid manner. Yeah, yes, oh my you God. You can feel it. You yeah. can feel it. You can actually feel there's ways of knowing that the toxins are leaving your body. You smell different. Your body actually gives off when you're taking them th- those those poisons in, actually, your body actually gives off the scent. Mm. You know, I mean, you're taking in poison. It's like eating eating garlic, which is very good for you. So when you eat garlic, <laughs> you, know, you can smell something eating garlic it's coming through their pores. You know, if, they, if, they, if, if somebody's eating something that's pungent, you can smell through their pores. When, you, when you're cooking on poison, it has to go somewhere. Two things can occupy the same space, so it has to remove things so it can occupy so it can do some things. And when again when you eat to live, you can smell that coming out of your body. Mm. You smell then just how different things commonly smell and how things smell more. So yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. That was beautiful. Ooh, thank you so much for that. Um oh getting hot in here. I love it. So um we we spoke on just you as a black man in America. Um, we don't, black men in general, just don't go get checked. Um, they are, a lot of black men are scared to go get checked to be seen. Now, why do you believe that black men in general are against going to the doctor? And what advice would you give a black man to start going? To get checked. Well, I, I tell you, um, there's a historic, there's a historic phobia with black people in general trusting um, medical authorities mm-hmm. because of the history. You could go to, you go to, you go to facts, and this is what, this is what, this is what you know has prevailed. When black communities put so much faith and confidence, trust, faith and confidence in a system which sometimes performed tests, performed other unethical activities against black people, i.e. the Tuskegee experiment, putting birth control methods, and and, 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 and another unthinkable test against not only black men and women, other marginalized communities across the world. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a there's a it is an embedded reluctance to trust. 
because of the history. And, you know, so, uh, you know, this there's a phobia. So how do we get over it? We have to trust. We have to trust in the law. We we don't we don't worship a school guy. We don't we we're not just saying you know I'm just going to put it on the altar and walk away. We must have trust, faith, and confidence uh, in doctors that we know, the doctors that we established a relationship with, doctors who we know have our best interests. Don't just sign up now. You know, in some of our situations. We get what we got based on the type of healthcare that we have, and that's that's a, that's a different that's a different discussion altogether for this show. As far as uh, being poor or being you know have possessing a lack of resources, not being criminalized to the point where uh, you can't get proper healthcare. Yeah, you know, you're being you're being you're being. Uh, penalized because you may not have the, the, the resources that others may have. That's another story. That's a beautiful story. But that, that, that is a very real story uh, that's taking place in America today. You know, you know, poverty and being criminalized because you're, you're in a poverty state. So I'll ask that again. Have that relationship with your doctor. Ask all the questions. I feel that we as black men, as a black community, it's not that we don't know, we don't want to ask the questions. Sometimes we don't know how to ask the questions. Yeah. We ask the questions. So, uh, you know, leverage folks, I'm not saying leverage me, leverage me. And leverage folks that have been, um, that have that have went through that trial so they can provide you the proper questions to ask the doctors that you've, that you've built a relationship with. But you kind of know that they knew your first name. They're comfortable using your first name. You guys know each other, opposed to yes. Doctor Green, and you know you're just <laughs> there, and you know Doctor Green is just going through the chart. Again, sometimes though, it's just a condition we fall in on. But with that, have somebody with some knowledge. Yes. Again, we all, we we always start with knowledge. Then we can the wisdom. Then with the knowledge and wisdom, we have that understanding. So let's let's how do we create that understanding through someone that possessed the knowledge based on that experience? They've created some wisdom. Now they can create understanding with all parties based on you know their previous experiences. So that's one way to get through the phobia, get through the phobia of the, you know of, of meeting with uh, medical specialists and so forth. Yes. Answer your yes. question. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. All praise be to Allah, God. I am so grateful that you did answer that question because a lot of us do need to have checkups, you know, because even though we may still be practicing how to eat to live and doing what we need to do, we are still in a world that is still bombarded with toxins and chemicals. Um, So it's very, very 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 good to definitely start getting checkups um i can definitely agree when you stated that just us um, black people in general are have this phobia of going to the doctor um i can share my experience with going to the doctor while i was pregnant and and how women in general are not being treated fairly um during the stages of pregnancy so i gain a lot of um 
just not trusting them when it came to that, but still needing to go. So would you explain and just being able to find someone to trust and um, obtaining knowledge from them so you can, you know, continue to get checked up is so amazing. So thank you so much for that. Um, now, if you all are enjoying this episode just as well as I am, please show your support by donating today for more free and healing content just like this. More info to donate will be listed in today's show notes as well as um, on the screen below. Now, let's get back on today's episode, Cancer in Black America. Um, now, I do have a question for you, Brother Dr. Lawrence. Now, what was the biggest lesson that you learned in your healing journey with cancer? And what are you doing daily to establish that lesson that you learned? Uh, the biggest lesson, I think, um, to be to be obedient, to be obedient, to follow up and follow through, follow up and follow through. Because when when you're when you when you have a condition like cancer, you quickly you quickly are placed on an island. Mm -hmm. Your friends, your family brothers and sisters, you feel they're too busy for you now. So you're by yourself. So mm. I think now I follow up and follow and follow through. When I hear, when I, when I think about somebody, I call them. I'm not going to send them a text. I'm not a big text guy. You know, I don't, I'm not that cool as I told you before. I'm not that cool. I don't have all these platforms. <laughs> I'd be cool one day. But I call them. I call them or, or I strive and hopefully I'll see them, you know, in the streets and, and, and share a word with them. Uh, to be more humble, to be more humble, because regardless of all these titles the world put on you, they had a few, you know, they don't mean nothing mm -hmm. when you're having your Job moment. When you're having your Job moment, you're in the dark all by yourself. Ooh. You know, you've been stripped of everything. You know, you've been in your in isolation, you know, mentally. You know, the world could be going on, having a party, but you are on an island all by yourself. How do you take take comfort in being humble and mm. thinking, wow, for allowing me to at least allow me to have these worn down boxing gloves to go another round and go another round? How, how are you facilitating increased tolerance? You know, increase tolerance with, with those who are like you and not like you. Those who are like you and unlike. And try to and try to teach and train them. And while you're teaching and training them, teaching and training yourself again, being humble. How will being more? How am I being more courteous as a brother? Again, because I didn't know if I was going to live or die, but I have faith in the law that's going to pull me through it. Mm -hmm. And I was being obedient to. Uh, the measures and instructions that were provided to me. So how was I courteous? How was I very, how was I honest? And how was I dutiful as a brother, regardless if I'm sick or not? How was I still dutiful and of value to my brothers and sisters by, by placing my outpouring what Allah has placed into me? Dear brother, as we speak right now, I can't feel my feet. 
because I have a condition called neuropathy. But you know what? All praise is due to Allah. Yes. You know what I'm saying? All praise is due to Allah. You know, I, I know something's down there. I know my, my, my mind says go to walk. I know I can walk. I just can't. Praise <laughs> to Allah. Yes, yes. All praise be to Allah. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for that. Just being humble and just still being grateful to even be able to have that experience, even though it may not have been the ple most pleasant experience, you still found a lesson in that. So all praise be to Allah. <laughs> yeah. So now I know you spoke earlier about you doing some things in the community. Um, what are other things that you're doing in the community now to bring awareness to cancer? Well, um, I have a project uh, I have a project that I'm working on um, to, bring, to bring awareness to the, you know, just telling my story. Mm -hmm. Tell my story uh, in that um, uh, the housing areas. Uh, and I'm trying to work with a couple of, uh, of uh, a couple of medical facility personnel to help me to help me pass out literature to create that awareness, to facilitate uh, my brothers and sisters, it's going to get checked out. Right? You know, we can't, I can't stop it, but we all, but, but if we are aware of what's going on with our bodies, then we can take the proper steps in, you know, in neutralizing the enemy. Oh, wow. Wow. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for that. Oh my gosh. This episode has been so amazing. I am so grateful that you were able to come on the show and share your journey with us with colon cancer. So I'd like to thank you again, Brother Dr. Lawrence X, for joining me today and discussing this well-needed topic, Cancer in Black America. I would also like to thank my amazing audience and Healing Tribe for joining us today. I pray today's episode was informative, healing, and valuable to you all. Also be sure to give us your feedback, share and subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes on any of your favorite podcast stations, Closing the Gap broadcast on Facebook and or on my YouTube chan channel, Healing with Angelica podcast to help get the message out to those in need of healing. Also, if you are ready to start your healing journey, my ebook, Heal Yourself is just for you as I help guide you through certain steps to take to start, start your healing journey so you can become the best version of self. More info to purchase is, will be in the description below. Also, I will leave information for today's guest, Brother Dr. Lawrence X. Brother Lawrence, before we end today's show, do you have any closing remarks for today's audience? Yes, man. Well, thank you so very much uh, to you and the viewing audience for allowing me just the time. I thank Allah for allowing me the time uh, just to share uh, parts and pieces of my story because the story is just so, so complicated yeah. uh, how we got here. But we're here now. Yeah. And I'm happy, I'm happy to share what I what Allah has put in my heart to share with the, the group. And we spoke a lot about cancer of the body, you know, the, the, the colon liver, the brain, but, you know, to various degrees, you know, the black community is suffering from cancer, not the brain, but the mind. Mm. And we, 
need to be the physicians on call. The physicians on call to get around our brothers and sisters and ask them to get around us mm -hmm. on that delicate surgery and or to provide a measured dosage of medication, you know, to help heal uh, the damaged mind of our people, of uncertainty, of fear, self-esteem, of lack of security, and also, you know, the lack to help visualize, the, the lack to have that determined thought and put a process in place to manifest that yeah. thought in the real world. You be God. It comes from here. So how do we put processes and procedures in place to manifest that thing that was here? Nobody else could see. You be God. So how do we help? How do we help each other? How do we unify around each other so we can rid ourselves of the cancer of the mind? Thank you so very much for having me. This is so fun. This is so beautiful, and I, I can't wait to get laughed at from a lot of my friends and family. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much, Dr. Brother Lawrence X. Thank you so much for having, for coming and joining me today. And again, I'd like to thank my amazing healing tribe for joining us as well. And we leave you guys as we came. Peace and healing. Let go.